My name is Dean Proctor, and welcome to today's episode of the What Is This? podcast. In late 2019, I came into possession of several thousand 45 RPM records from the 1950s to 1980s. In excitedly pulling them from the boxes to examine them, and having been a music fan for my whole life, many of these artists and their records were familiar to me. At other times, though, I found myself, after putting one on a record player, asking, what is this? This podcast, focusing on rare records and odd audio from my own collection, complete with their pops, crackles, and Q-burn intact, is an attempt to answer that question. What is this? The genesis of today's episode four of the What Is This podcast actually goes back about a year ago when I was at a community book sale in my city here that had a selection of records too. And I was searching through the rows and rows of 45s and one on the Apple label caught my eye. And I wondered immediately, I wonder what Beatles record this is going to be. And I pulled it out and it surprised me that it wasn't the Beatles at all, but a group actually that I'd never heard of called the Ivies. The Ivies? I said to myself, what is this? This is episode four of this podcast, and in it, we're going to examine a Welsh-English rock band that was formed in Swansea that were active from the 1960s to the 1980s. Their best-known lineup consisted of Pete Ham, Mike Gibbons, Tom Evans, and Joey Molland. They're widely recognized for their influence in the 1970s power-pop genre. And like me, you may not know them by the name The Ivies either. But if you've been a pop or a rock fan over the years, you definitely know who they are. Like many rock bands from the 1960s, the story of The Ivies connects inextricably to The Beatles. The Beatles' roadie and assistant Mal Evans and Apple Records A&R head Peter Asher formerly of Peter and Gordon fame, saw the Ivies perform in London in January of 1968. Afterward, Mal Evans got some demo tapes from them, and he consistently pushed them onto every Beatle until he gained approval from all four to sign the group. And so Mal Evans signed the Ivies to Apple Records on the 23rd of July, 1968. They became the first non beatle recording artists on that label. And each of the Ivy's members were also signed to Apple Corps publishing contracts. Now, like I said, I first came across the Ivy's record we're about to hear when I was attending a book and record sale and a 45 RPM record on the Apple label caught my eye. And it turns out it was the group's first single for Apple. It was released worldwide on the 15th of November, 1968, it was Apple Records release number 1803 with a writer's credit given simply to Tom. That was Tom Evans. And the song was called Maybe Tomorrow. Listen to along this sound See the gray and sadness all Of me and love I've lost today. Maybe tomorrow I will love again. 
It reached the top 10 in several European countries and even in Japan, but only number 67 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and it didn't even chart in the U.K. There was a second Tom Evans composition called Storm in a Teacup that was later on an Apple EP promoting an ice cream company called Walls Ice Cream. It had songs on it by other Apple artists like James Taylor, Mary Hopkin, and Jackie Lomax. Well, the chart success of Maybe Tomorrow in Europe and Japan led to subsequent releases, a follow-up single in those markets, a song called Dear Angie. An LP containing both of those singles and called Maybe Tomorrow was only ever released in Italy, Germany, and Japan. And that limited release strategy was believed to be the work of Apple Corps controversial and possibly criminal president, Alan Klein, who didn't want to issue any more records until the massive financial disaster that was Apple Corps got sorted out. Well, in late 1969, the Ivies renamed themselves. And once again, their inextricable connection to the Beatles would be seen even in their new name. Going forward, they would be known as Badfinger. And that name came from the working title of the Beatles' own song from 1967 with a little help from my friends. During its writing and rehearsals, it was known as the Badfinger Boogie. So, the Ivies were now Badfinger. And they eventually recorded five albums for Apple, toured extensively, had consecutive worldwide hits from 1970 to 72, and it was due in no small part to the Beatles-related team that was now around them. Take their song, Come and Get It. It was written and produced by Paul McCartney. It appeared in the Ringo Starr and Peter Sellers film, The Magic Christian. Take No Matter What, produced in 1970 by Mal Evans. And then there was this beautiful 1971 song that included the producing and guitar playing of George Harrison and the piano of Leon Russell. It was Apple release number 1841. was day after day. Finally, Todd Rundgren produced a song for them in 1972 that was a hit called Baby Blue. The growing chaos that was enveloping the Apple UK operation at the time was strongly evident with regards to that particular song, Baby Blue. While Apple US gave the song a picture sleeve and a remix to ensure it was a hit, Apple UK remained seemingly unaware of its commercial potential. The song, single was assigned a release number for the UK, but Baby Blue was never actually released as a single. During the same period, various members of Badfinger also participated in sessions for fellow Apple Records label mates, most notably playing acoustic guitars and percussion on much of George Harrison's 1970 All Things Must Pass triple album. And that included the double-sided hit single, Apple Serial Number 2995. Shame. How we break each other's heart. 
That was Isn't It a Pity? And the flip side... That was My Sweet Lord. Ham and Evans from Badfinger also provided backing vocals on Ringo Starr's George Harrison produced single, Apple Release 1831. Evans and Molland from Badfinger recorded for John Lennon's album Imagine in 1971, but Molland has said that their particular tracks were not in the end used on the album. But it was in 1970 that they released a song that many people even today have no idea belonged to Badfinger. It's been recorded many times over. It was a U.S. number one hit for Harry Nielsen. And decades later, a UK number one for Mariah Carey. But it started out originally as just another great song from Badfinger. Well, I can't forget tomorrow when I think of all my sorrow. I had you there, then I let you go. And now it's only fair that I should All of their incredible success was happening before Badfinger found themselves deeply, deeply embroiled in the bedlam of Apple Records' dissolution. And once Apple Records finally folded in 1973, Badfinger struggled immensely with a host of legal, managerial, and financial issues. One sad day, Pete Ham, only 27 years old, received a phone call that confirmed his worst fears about their manager— all of the money that Badfinger had ever made, had ever received, was all gone. The contracts they thought were signed, sealed, and delivered had evaporated. It was all gone. And that devastating news, uh, sadly, led to Ham taking his own life in 1975. Over the next three years, Badfinger's surviving members struggled to rebuild both their personal and their professional lives amidst a backdrop of lawsuits which tied up royalty payments for their songs for years. Any subsequent albums that were released floundered. Molland and Evans alternated between cooperating with one another and being in conflict with one another as they tried to revive and capitalize on the Badfinger legacy. At one point, two different acts were out on the road billing themselves as Badfinger, one led by Molland, the other led by Evans. 
Evans also took his own life in 1983. It's fair to say that the Ivies, Badfinger, as a group, experienced the highest of highs and the lowest of lows within the music industry. They were the first act signed to the Beatles' own label. The various Beatles taking active roles in bringing them musical success, and then eventually, it all went away. No more label, no more band, no more money, no clear reason that a couple of the band members could even see to continue living. That's the power of music, though. Through music, their legacy lives on. Here we have a record I found in a community book sale, and I pick it up and I wonder, what is this? Who are the Ivies? And the record gets put on the record player, and then what it was all about all along comes back into focus. For the Ivies, for Badfinger, for so many artists, it's always about the music. What Is This is a podcast focusing on rare records and odd audio from my own collection of 45 RPM records. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your own social media circles and encouraging others to subscribe. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or any episode for that matter, you can email me at deanproctor at gmail.com. That's Dean with an E. And until next time, thanks for listening.